Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello Egg Chasers, this is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously, we're just three mates that love the game. And we are back here for our Sunday podcast, uh, which is covering off the Lions tour and everything else that's been going on in the world of rugby. Hit subscribe and you'll get our Lions focused ones through the week, doing extra podcasts through the tour. And then this one, of course, which we bring you weekly, through, uh, 52 weeks a year. Uh, I'm Tim. We've got uh, JB in the house as well. Hello, Timothy. We've got Philip. Hello, Tim. I'm, I'm going to double back to uh, JB because you're sounding a little bit hoarse there, mate. <laughs> oh, what a weekend. What a city Barcelona is, by the way. <laughs> well, we've... Uh, what... I didn't know this. They have like a fe- festival of fire or something. Like, I don't know what it is. But basically, everyone stays up for a long, long time. Uh, on the last day, day of the year, I think that's it. Anyway, I'm kind of putting two, to, two and two together, but bloody brilliant city. And like next time there's any kind of rugby or any excuse for rugby, I'm going to Barcelona. Just so, to, just to go and watch it in a bar in Barcelona. Yeah. So two interesting things, right? Uh, first of all, is the Spanish national team. This is a massive success, which no one really really appreciates. But the Spanish national team is the only tier two nation to be managed by or coached by a national of that country. Oh, really? So, yeah, so most people are uh, uh, coached by, I don't know, for instance, um, Mil- uh, Milton Haig at yep. um, Georgia. That's the first thing. And as with a lad who was who was playing in Spain for a while, and he said, like, the rugby culture there is still really strong. They have great, great fans. Is it and just, like, little, little small pockets of it yeah. in Spain? Yeah, so, I mean, I say small pockets. We we were linked to a team in Madrid called something like that. We've got a... Top around here, yeah. We've got they've a got, tie up there, yeah. And they've got mem- a membership of you know hundreds. It's ridiculous. Anyway, you don't need to hear much more of that. No, that's all right. But their their sevens team's been doing very very well on the sevens circuit. Yeah, and been uh, improving quickly. So yeah. Um, but come on, that's not the sort of tour stories we want to hear about. Come on, we've been asking people to share their tour oh, stories. I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you something which made me laugh. Um, <laughs> I've got a friend. I've got two friends. One of them was on the tour. The other one wasn't. And he was telling me about this time that one of my friends uh, had an argument over the phone with uh, with with next girlfriend. And to demonstrate to the lads how angry he was, he threw his floor on the phone. But uh, it was described as. He threw his phone gently on the floor. So my friend helped him out by stamping on his phone to make sure he, fin- <laughs> he finished the job. <laughs> Which I love, that was a visual. I've got a tall story or two a little bit later on in the podcast. Uh, leave your review on the Apple Podcast app. Uh, we're also on Acast and anywhere else you can find a podcast. That's where we are. We are, uh, just search and then subscribe for Egg Chasers. Rich Knight has left a review and said, Due to this podcast... I now have a thicker, longer shaft with my name on it. Mm. 
It's a good job you don't promote Tim Nani Williams dummies, as I would have bought that as quickly as Sonny Bill Williams did. <laughs> great insight and good to hear someone that shares his Gatlin conspiracies. P.S. It would be great if you guys could keep an eye out for the English Championship. Yeah, we used to be good at that when I had yeah, a, me- a member of my family that played <laughs> played in it. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely a could do better. Yeah, yeah we'll, take, we'll take that one. But if you, like Rich Knight, would like a thicker, longer shaft with your name on it as well, uh, then the wonderful people at Cornerstone... Uh, help us make this podcast. They are, in our opinion, the best razor on the market. And we believe if you're using Gillette Wilkinson Sword, you are using an inferior product. You could get a beautiful Cornerstone presentation box delivered straight to you, six razors and an engraved aluminium shaft, four quid. You could get that for less than a pint because you listen to us. And if you go to cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers, that's cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers or... Egg 10 at checkout. Right. Uh, me and Phil gave our thoughts on the on the first test let's just have sort of a, a little brief powwow mm. now we've got us all in the room JB what, have you, did you manage to watch oh, it or can I, you I remember whole, watching it yes I watched the whole thing I've watched it twice uh, just you've got to take your hat off to New Zealand there are, it's, it's like they listened to the podcast and they thought what does JB think how does JB think that um, <laughs> the Lions are going to win this it's not all about you JB yeah no it's not but in this case it is um, and they actually did to the Lions what I thought the Lions would do to them but they did it with such skill and precision. I mean, that's it's just why they're the best in the world. No one expected this. No one expected the All Blacks to come out and just play off nine over and over again. It was brutal. It was intense. It was disciplined. They were brilliant. They were absolutely brilliant. And the reason you know they're so good is because I think a lot of the Lions guys were brilliant too. Teo, Davis, Williams, Daly, all played very well. And yet, they got beaten by what fifteen points. Yeah, one thing, one thing, more. one thing we didn't, one thing nobody predicted, none of us predicted, was that it would be the Lions' backs that would show up. Yeah, and the Lions' pack that would get bullied, and they really did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, I, mean, I thought the Lions would win the game line confrontation, and they didn't. That, no. That's exactly where they went backwards. Having said that, um, the All Blacks did not cross the Lions try line basically in open play. They didn't manufacture any points. So that's that's very encouraging. So nothing came from came from open play. It was the tap penalty, the scrum and a dropped kick. Yeah, I've yeah. heard people saying this, but but there's a little bit it, it's almost I don't think you can detach the relentlessness and the intensity that New Zealand play at and the fact that the Lions lost concentration for that tap penalty. If you're getting battered and at the time when they took when um they scored the first try um, Cody Taylor at the time they scored that try they'd just been on the back of 10 minutes of relentless New Zealand attack and I, I think you can't detach the two the brain switched off for a second and they and they were absolutely battered from the fact that they yeah. the yeah, attack you, ca- you can't detach the two definitely but he could also but have gone so I think it, there is um, there is certainly a positive that the Lions can take out of that that their defence in mostly in open play was res- resolute mm. yeah even yeah. with all all that possession it's still still held up, but I'm going to take your point and it just expand it a bit. Um, the Cody Taylor one they switched off because maybe you know they you know were um, a, li- a little bit tired, a little bit exhausted. I think the same thing happened for the Karen Reed try. Uh, the reason the, the, li- yeah, the, the Lions' scrum wasn't working was because recall. they were tired. It's hard work, and the All Blacks picked their scrums very very well. So I'm not sure they were dominant on every scrum, but when they decided to be, that was the one that they went for. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the scrum was interesting. It was interesting hearing 
Steve Hansen after the game, mm. and he got asked a question uh, by a journalist, and who said, um, "Your type five performed very well, arguably got the better." Um, some people were saying that might be an area of weakness or an area of strength for the Lions, and his response was, "I love it when people say that um, they're going to attack our type five because we've been <laughs> yeah. we've been number one team in the world for the last eight years now." And you don't get to be the number one team in the world without having probably a, the best type five in the world. A decent type five. So I was very happy when the Lions were saying and people were saying that they were going to attack our type five. And they tried to today and didn't win. He also said, look what they can do when they go for it. Why don't they do that more? Yeah. Mind games. Yeah. 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 Well... <clears throat> Well, we'll get on. We'll, we'll get on to this in a second. I, th- I think there's one thing, and and this is maybe going back a, a few podcasts when we were talking about the, the basic skills of every Kiwi player, and across Super Rugby, across the whole international squad, across just the country, and you could. Andy Farrell has got that defence working brilliantly, and the line speed was there again on Saturday. But if you can offload like New Zealanders can offload, See, the, torn- you you can't defend the gain line. I'm torn on this because. The possession stats were in New Zealand's favour. I don't think New, uh, possession stats are necessarily the best um, marker of you know, who uh, who wins or best indicator of a winner. But there's been a lot mentioned about the New Zealand offloading game. I actually think the one thing that surprised me is maybe how little they did offload. I think they were looking for like, <laughs> there was they were ton- for there was tons of it. There was tons of it, and there was also tons there of was- that like passing in contact uh, just before yeah, contact. Yeah, they had very small little like groups of three, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, which it's just incredible skill levels in tight situations. Even when you're talking about forwards, yeah, it was backs and forwards. They were all doing it, and and you can't defend the gain line when you can shift the ball. I think it was quite an innovative. In a can't say it now. Innovative. Innovative way to play rugby. We all expected to see more Bowden Barrett. And we didn't really see much of him. Well he did all. get he did get moved to fifteen quite yeah, early. Yeah, yeah but just, okay, just... the backs in general. You know, it's just not what we saw. What we saw is very smart, intricate what you know, one at rugby playing off the nine. And and we saw an excellent kicking game from Aaron Smith as well. Yeah, hit some, some of his kicks. Some of their box brilliant. kicks. And so choosing the right and again, time, and then this is what we thought Lions would do to them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And who would have thought that the magic wasn't going to come from the All Blacks? Well, when the, when, one of the best tries of all time. I think that is the best try of all time. Nah, no, no. It might not be that classic Barbarians one against the All Blacks in with Gareth Edwards. Yeah. But you've got to consider the because you've got to consider this situation, and that. Well, that was I would consider but, that situation the Barbarians v New Zealand. But yeah, it, but, it's Barbars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's but do, it's a lower it? level. That doesn't mean... But it's, you're still playing the All Blacks. You are still playing the All Blacks. And there was no World Cup at that time. <laughs> so it was a massive occasion. Do you think there was as, as much on the line as in this first test, in that one-off Barbarians All Blacks game? Uh, well, uh, you'd have to ask someone that was around at the time, but I certainly... the, the, the Yeah, I, th- I think there probably was. See, I think... You had, you had basically a British and Irish Lions team playing the All Blacks in a massively hyped game with... More people at the ground there than there were than, than than there's probably been at any international in the last ten years, and a try that that had in- unbelievable skill levels. Let's let's not compare. They were both amazing yeah, tries. I'm not, but I'm not trying to. Yeah, I'm not trying to do it down. I'm just saying that. Yeah. I think this the, is the best the, try of all time. The I think occasion, it's right up there. Yeah, the occasion of this try does make it, it was, that little bit more special. It wasn't the best bit of skill. It wasn't the best form. It's just everything when you balance it all out. That's going to be like the living with lions highlights for 
Well, that that is it. That is it. <laughs> and if they'd have won the game, not I, it would be hundred percent nailed on. Yeah. In the moment, I'm kind of speculating. It's yeah, yeah. It's sort of up there. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of up there. if they'd won the game, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, it's, I'm I'm going to make a prediction now for next week. Ready for this one? <laughs> yeah. Your pr- prediction last week didn't quite work out right. Not quite right, but my prediction for next week is I think we're going to see one of the all-time great games in in the second test. I think the Lions will be m- even more competitive. Uh, and I don't know. I mean... My, if- my my fear was that we had to win that game. The, the yeah. Lions have never beaten New Zealand in, in consecutive games. The one time, the only the one time in history they've won a tour there, they beat them Book-ended. test one and three. Yeah, and th- and and we're playing. So we, we've got to do what no Lions team has ever done. Yep, and that's beat New Zealand twice in a row. In and we're pl- we're talking about the best team of all time, arguably in any sport. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's going to happen. I, my, no. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I just don't think it can happen. But I think it could. I've seen enough from this weekend to suggest it could happen. I've seen enough um, to kind of validate my previous statement, which is Lions could possibly win one in ten games. I think on average, if you played ten times, Lions would probably win, which means that they've got a, a small chance of winning one of the remaining two games. If they win the first one of the remaining yeah. two games, then it's all to play for. But I think we're very likely to be 45 minutes into next Saturday's game. And, and it's gone. And it's already over. Uh, well, I'd, I'd say the, I'd sort of said it on the podcast on um, Saturday, uh, yesterday with you, Phil. That I, th- I think the game, actually, when you look back at it, was lost when when actually those... I mean, bearing in mind what you saw from Cody Taylor picking the ball off his laces. Yeah. Unbelievable hands from a hooker. And then we couldn't... Our back line couldn't finish... A move in two minutes. I, you almost think that the, the game was gone. But I tell you what, you two play judge and jury for a second. All right, okay. I'll throw, I'll throw you. Uh, <laughs> I'll throw you some of the fallout from yesterday, and you see yeah. what you think. So, Yako uh, pa- paper or Piper paper paper paper. Yep. has got a lot of stick. Uh, Kale K- Kai Layton tweeted us at Rugby Podcast and said, "No wonder the South African economy is fucked with people <laughs> like Yako paper as bastion of the laws." Uh, uh, no, I thought paper he was, was fine. I thought I thought he was equal. There was no bias or no, anything. Yeah. It was he, he made calls rightly and wrongly on b- both directions. It didn't, but no N- impact. New Zealand were smarter at getting around that. Now I, I don't think he officiated the rook particularly well. I think there was a few infringements that people got away with. Mm. But New Zealand identified that and continued to do. Yeah, continued to put their hands in, come off their feet, and get away with it. Whereas the Lions seemingly didn't contest at the rook and didn't try and slow the New Zealand ball down. So and I think this is going to be a really good argument to bring Sam Orbison back. Yeah, to well, slow things yeah. down. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that next. So, um, Yaku Piper, no case to answer. No case to answer. Yep. Uh, Alan Wynne-Jones and George Cruz had shockers. Not shockers. That's what a lot, a lot of people are saying. Yeah, not... I'm not yeah. going to do, I'm not going to do them with murder, but they but they can have time for manslaughter. How's that sound? But <laughs> <laughs> you Phil, you sort of talked about this yesterday. Yeah, um, disappointed in both of them. Mm. I'm not suggesting we change both of them, but I think Marrow needs to start. There is a lot of Irish fans. Um, so what are we saying about um, those two? Manslaughter, not murder. But below par. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they. They may not get a custodial sentence. It may just be a, um, yeah, yeah. May have to do a bit of a sweep the streets. Yeah, sweep the streets. 
That's just getting off lightly for manslaughter. It is, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Well, I suppose it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so the next one is that Owen Farrell needs to be dropped. And in fact, let's not, not get into drop conversations. It's just, he was he was really bad. A lot of Irish fans are saying this, obviously, with Johnny really Sexton bad. being on the bench. I don't remember that. No, uh, it's not what I saw either. So I think we did all right. Pretty quickly, did fine. I mean, like, I guess you'd say he didn't. Miss, uh, did miss his kicks. Yeah, but he did, he's did. less than two two out of three for the for the tour. And my argument would be because there was so much All Black possession, you, you didn't really get into his stride. He wasn't controlling the game because he had nothing to control. Yeah. So he gets a pass. And the next one is, uh, and I'm going to put this one forward. This is one that I don't think has been mentioned very much. The much vaunted Conor Murray kicking game, I thought, was really quite bad. It wasn't great. Mm. And a kick is only as good as a chase, uh, and a chase is only as good as um, the opportunity to get near the ball. And the New Zealand back three did deal with them very, very well. Even when you move Bowden Barrett there, he's incredibly experienced at, at doing that. Um, so yeah, it wasn't. It certainly wasn't a strength. And if you compare Conor Murray to Aaron Smith, Aaron Smith arguably kicked smarter, so kicked at the right times and executed better. Yeah, Aaron Smith had one kick and the All Blacks were under the cosh. I can't remember exactly where he kicked it from, but uh, it was just so it was so smart because the pressure needed to be relieved. Oh, but the, there, was, there was one where he was inside his own 22, near the five-meter line that's the one. in the first half, and he kicked... A box kick and made the halfway line. Yeah, like was, was it quite a shallow halfway line? Yeah, he yeah. was. He was only six six yards from the touchline. He had a really good and game. Got fifty. And Perinara off the bench was great as well. Yeah, they, they did have an armchair ride behind that pack. Right. So now, next question. What? Right. So we can talk. We can talk more. We can talk briefly about more of these in a bit. But I'm going to ask us all to pick one thing that we'd change. Now that could be a tactical adjustment. If you were Warren Gatland and the coaching team. Or it could be a personnel change, but one thing. What, what's your one like thing that you would change? Mm. So mine will be controversial um, because I thought he played really well, but he limits um, the Lions' opportunity. So I would drop Bentio <laughs> and move Farrell across. Wow. I certainly wouldn't be doing that. I would bring back Sam Warburton. I thought Peter O'Mahony has had, in fact, he's had a great tour, great player. Um, but actually, I think there, there were, a, well, I, I don't think there were a ton of rocks. And I just think if you need someone to slow something down, Sam Warburton's your man. I mean, no one, no one, no one is even in his league when it comes to messing up rocks. Well, maybe Peter O'Mahony is actually. I yeah. just, uh, but again, I just don't see. If you're running backwards, that that works. If the defensive line is stopping people in front of the gain line, well, but it's kind of I just don't, I, I just don't think that works. If Sam Warburton or if anyone can slow down that, slow down the first, the first bit, well then yeah. the defense gets quicker and gets gets off the line. So it kind of works in both ways. So yes, I take your point. If they're getting battered and on the back foot all all the time, fine. But if you slow down that that ruck enough, then you can get on the front foot defensively, and then it's kind of. I mean, that is the beauty and the intricacy of the game. So I feel whatever we do, I, I don't think any of the changes that are available to Gatland will will significantly increase the Lions' chance of winning. I yeah. would just so, we, so we're talking about something that is a very, yeah. very difficult situation. Yeah, yeah. so, so for, and for that reason, um, my perspective was my, kind of what I said last week, which is I'd rather go out swinging. Well, and so I would probably go... 
And on the basis of Saturday, I'd probably... I, I mean, Marrow, I, I'm trying to think of one thing. Okay, one thing, picking one thing, it is Farrell to 12. Yeah, so same as me then. Just go... Just go which, for, for the same reason last week, I'd probably also... Well, again, we could. So we, that's our one thing. Yeah. But then I'm going to throw this one in. Marrow to start. Yeah. Maybe. I, I would. I would. I would definitely do Marrow. I to would start definitely well. start Marrow. I'm not sure. Courtney, I would. Courtney Law's on the bench instead of Alan Wynn. I, I'd, pr- I'd probably go with Hendo, purely because Hendo is a better carrier. Do you know what? I might even start Law. I mean, if I was, was going to make a change to the starting lineup, I might go with Laws over over anyone. I think my most likely scenario would be don't change anything. I think that is probably the most likely scenario. Don't change anything. You're not a million miles away. Yeah, Gatlin doesn't. He doesn't like making wholesale changes unless he's forced to. But laws. I mean, if you want, if you want to bring a bit of violence, yeah, you know, a bit more impact. Not a bad guy to. Well, I mean, there, even, there, even there might be an argument for Hendo and Laws on the bench. Yeah, and you could do it, yeah. I guess, because because if it, particularly if you play, yeah. if you play um, Sexton and Farrell both starting, yeah. you can do a six-two split. Yeah. So you have a scrum half and an outside back um, as your replacements and well, six well, forwards. Well, I suppose one of them could be a back row replacement as well. You could do it like that, but I'd I'd want it because the pack because the New Zealand pack was so good. I'd want a six-two split, and yeah. the the Sexton Farrell allows you to do that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so I'd pro- I'd probably go for the Jaffers. Just I say I don't think they're going to win. I'd go out swinging uh, Sexton, probably Webb, Sexton, Farrell, Joseph. Although JD2 would be, J- I don't no, mind him. You can't drop no, JD2. No, I'd keep him. Yeah. But yeah, I'd probably just go and Web, Sexton, Farrell. Just go for it. I I feel I feel bad calling for Peak Teo to be dropped because yeah. he didn't do anything wrong. No, he didn't. But the the most dangerous players were the outside backs. And JD2, Daly, Watson, and Liam Williams were so dangerous with ball in hand, but they were living off scraps. They were they had they could only get kind of broken field kick return ball. Because we weren't able to get the ball past uh, twelve thirteen and use them in open play. Yeah, this is. I mean, I I wouldn't change anything pack wise, but it does demonstrate to the to the importance of of a separate bat- battle. I am yeah. surprised they didn't, actually. In thinking about it now, I'm surprised they didn't do it a little bit better. Well, the pack, the lineout was brilliant. The, yeah, the lineout line was. Was super brilliant all tour. Alan Wynne Jones looked absolutely spent on half an hour. But again, we talked about this on he Saturday. Took, yeah. He took a knock. He did take a, a heavy knock. After, then after you kind of wonder, you wonder why he waited till the prescribed period of time yeah. to, to bring him off. I don't. I, I kind of feel that he he should have been identified after 15 minutes that he wasn't right. I mean, we've just just rewatched the highlights. It's me and Jay, and the tap when Aaron Smith quick tapped for that try. Alan Wynne Jones wasn't even looking in the same direction no he was looking towards us he kind of staggered back picked himself up he was the last man up off the deck staggered back to the line and wasn't even looking at the ball he was looking at the sideline when that quick tap happened now he wasn't out of position but he wasn't so he's not culpable for the try yeah and when they tapped the went the lines not just him but there was a handful of lines they looked like they didn't even believe what was happening yeah, like this is such a stupid idea to tap and go from there. Yeah, they, they, it, it, it was amazing. They all just stopped. But they even managed to do that, throw a terrible pass, and still score in the corner because that's just the skills that they've got. Now, what one thing Phil mentioned, which I think there's there's a little bit in this, so I think we should briefly touch on this. Phil said you weren't sure you could put any player from any country in the whole world into that Lions team 
and change the outcome, change the result. So, hmm. uh, I, don't, I don't think you could assemble in four weeks. I don't think you could assemble a World 15 to beat the All Blacks. So, no. to add into that 15, uh, I'll throw these ones at you. The props, you could probably happily keep the same. It would be, it would be yeah. like for like in most countries. I would, I would want a tight head. I would want... Well, come on, Furlong, we've been talking him up as like the best... Um, the I'm best tight one of the best titans in the world. So let's like, all I'm saying is let's not split hairs. You could y- go, yeah, I'll have that one Herrera over that one, possibly. but it's not Herrera maybe. But you, it's or not. Slimani. It's not like a huge upgrade. It's like for like. Yeah, yeah. So maybe game. with the exception of Creevy, who is a big step up at hooker. Yeah. Uh, Do you reckon? Yeah. Just only James George twenty, 20 only, tackles, hundred percent lineout. Only in terms of um, experience. So that that was Jamie George's first test start. Oh, you you want someone to so, like, Creevy? Not, Creevy. I, I could go for Creevy. Yeah, he was yeah. Jamie George was team team's top tackler. Yeah, well, but tackle, but like the 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 quality of the tackles. Imagine Creevy putting ten; they would be ten bone shakers that would. That would I don't know, and also it's things like you know Jamie George and Creevy have something in common, which is they're incredibly skillful hookers. I mean, remember the third test, Jamie George just dropping on on, on uh, onto his shoe to score the. Score via that via that grubber. Oh, against Australia. Yeah, so you okay. know, number eight, you could upgrade it with Billy Vanapola or King Louis. Yeah, I think so. I think that's probably your best one yet because uh, yeah. I don't think it's an actual upgrade. I don't think they're much better players than Fallatown. In fact, I think they are equally as good, but they do different they're things. Different, and it's the ball carrying that they he- really it's need. Heavy traffic ball carrying. Yeah, that would make a huge difference. Yeah. So B- Billy would be important. Um, and then in the in the back line. Izzy Falau would make a difference. Yeah, he would do. He would do. And then centres, you could probably upgrade both. You, know, you could definitely upgrade both positions, whether it be Beal and Karevi or... Um, Fofana, if he was Fofa, fit. Fofana. Fofana. I don't know, actually. Oh, definitely, they're upgrades. Why? Because um, it's Ben Teo and JD2. That's not good enough. So give, me, give, give, me, give me more than that. No, 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 I don't need to give you more. Just look at, look right, at, look at the international... Co- play, look, look at them in international rugby. JD two, JD two, you would struggle to upgrade at the moment. I, I think, think he's bloody brilliant. He, mate. This season, I don't think he's been great, but he has peaked on this, this te- tour. Yeah. He has peaked. He, both, both those centres have been. Peaking. I tell you what, mate. JD two is um, in incredible form. I think. That, um, I think that Sonny Bill Williams would be happy to see um, <laughs> to see Teal go. I mean, that doesn't wash for me. I'm trying to think of someone who would be clearly better. Well, well, this this is exactly this is exactly it, and of and of those and of those players that we've mentioned, which of those would get into a New Zealand fifteen? I'm gonna I'm gonna say only Izzy Falau, and that's not even a definite because Izzy Izzy Dag was awesome, Bin Smuth is incredible, and look at Ioani. Well, I'm gonna go back to what I said a few weeks ago. I don't think any of them get in that team. Well, exactly because the team. I mean, they actually have better players than they put out in their first fifteen. But the team is more important than the standard of the players. Mm. Do they? Who, who do they? Who's who's better than who's better in their position, but doesn't get into the New Zealand? Well, team? I mean, look. I mean, I know we took, I know we've spoken about them a million times now. But like the two lads who play at the um, uh, at the Hurricanes, who are the top try scorer and second top try scorer, respectively. Well, yeah, that's, that's bloody amazing. Have we not identified through this tour, despite what we thought pre-tour, and despite what you know you said? I mean, uh, despite what you said pre-tour, well, that the, there is. Uh, an unbelievable gulf between Super Rugby and international rugby, a massive. Uh, yeah, we can agree on that now. I think so. Yeah, yeah, th- there is a big gulf. Yes. So, 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 so saying someone's a top try scorer when playing against 
the uh, well, the Haguares, Haguares, and the yeah, but Super what's the Japanese team? Sunwolves. Sunwolves. It's like, come on, such a broad church. I mean, if you are in the New Zealand conferences, you're probably playing playing against teams that are better than a lot of international teams. So, but, not always. But if you're playing Sunwolves, it's like playing, I don't know, Bristol. Well, exactly. So let's not say top try scorer. Well, no, let's. Someone stood out. Someone stood outside. Uh, Bowden Barrett playing against Haguarez is going to score three tries. But you, you can say... But you can say... No, the, no, a good example of the point you're trying to make, Jay, yeah. would be having... So Ben Smith and Israel Dag are nowhere near as good physical athletes as exactly. Surveyor and Waisaki Naholo. Yeah. So they are... So, athletically, they're, they're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster, better step. Dag and Smith read the game better and fit into that team. Same with all, better. So they fit into any team better. Therefore, they get the same. Play. Same with they fit, in, they fit into any team better. Surely, uh, it depends what the team going to do. What do you mean? Depends what the team are going to do. I mean, well, it depends what the team's going to do. If you've got that rugby brain, then well, and no. this, this maybe goes back to no. To, the, the point is the something I've talked about before, which is which is without those basic, incredible core skills, you're never ever going to get to the level of New Zealand. Um. Well, no, because you can't. Because well, you can't beat, you can't beat the rugby brain and raw talent and incredible skills of Ben Smith and Israel Dag with well, fi- no, with, I mean, with you, massively physical guys. Yeah, I think you can. I mean, it depends what the team wants to do on the day. But you know, Surveyor and Naholo wouldn't be a downgrade. They'd just be different. Just be different. I know you were they saying they were. You were yeah. saying they were better. You said well, there's better well, they are players. better at certain things. They're, yeah, they're better at certain things. They're not better rugby players. It, de- well, it, it depends. depends what the team wants. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like those Israel Dag and uh, Ben Smith fit into the team George better, North. which, which yeah. is the point that Jay was. Yeah, they, to make. they. Oh well, no, what I'm getting, I, I, I was just taking it at face value, which is their better players aren't in the team. Yeah, but they've got players all all over New Zealand who are incredible players, and I yeah. think would be. Well, the point I'm trying to make is the all the All Blacks are bigger than the, than the sum of their parts. They're such. A well-rounded unit. That's why I don't think that they, that they bring that many new guys in because you've got to be so good. Not only not only have you got to be as good as the person that you're take, taking over from, you've got to be better because you've got to fit yeah. fit into the setup immediately better than the person who's already exactly. Integrated. So that's why no one no one we just listed would, would get in that team. Yeah, and I, I think I don't think you could put a team together and give give them four weeks. Any players, the best players from the rest of the world, mm. and they'd be able to beat the All Blacks. If you gave them six months or twelve months, which is why when England play them in a year's time or eighteen months' time, it will be more interesting. Yeah, it will be because they've got those uh, those connections. You've got the the players who are used to playing together yeah. and operate as a unit. So, kind of, I guess my my argument there would be the best chance the Lions would have had of beating New Zealand would have been to give Eddie Jones the job and just play the England team. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> because you all the connections. Rather than give Gatlin the job and just pick the Wales team. Uh, well, Wales have tried. <laughs> Wales have tried it a few times. Yeah, they've been banging their head. Gatlin's been banging his head against that brick wall for a while now. Uh, biggest loser of this tour is who? Biggest loser. Biggest loser. Who's who's really suffered dur- dur- during this tour? Uh, well, other than Rob Howley and Warren Gatlin. I don't. I think they're coming out of this with a, with a lot of credit, but we can get get on to them later. Oh, I don't. I don't no. know who you're thinking of. Dylan Hartley. <laughs> so he's not had a, a like a great tour with England, and meanwhile his understudy is ripping up trees over in New Zealand. I'm not sure and, I'd go. That, I'm not sure I'd stop. go that far. He's been he's been good. He's been bloody good, really, really good. So I mean, it's put it will put 
pressure on Hartley. Oh, huge for votes. certain, for sure. That that is for certain, which I'm, is which is good for England. He'll, he'll yeah. take that well. He'll, I'm sure he'll take that. <laughs> well, Do you reckon? Well, it'll be interesting to see because the last few games he's played for Northampton, he's not. Yeah, I was gonna say he can't just fall back on his club form. The whole <laughs> thing is he's he, he's international captain, and that'll be it. He just plays for England. Yeah. And if he's not playing for England, he's in a, he's in a real real uh, well, he's in a lot of trouble. They should do like France have done with Vakatawa. Yeah, centrally contracted him. Centrally contracted him as the only centrally contracted player, and he plays sevens and he plays fifteens. Sevens, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, did you have another question, Tim? No. Cool. So that's the Lions pretty much polished <laughs> done, off. Then. Done and dusted. Yeah, yeah, and even even looked at well, we've well, let's wrap it up and just like because we've already said what we would change for next week. I don't I don't expect many changes to happen. No. Mako will will start. I mean, surely. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I'm not not expecting major changes. I can't. I can only see New Zealand getting stronger. So I, I thought it was kind of win or bust on that. I hate saying it, but I think it was win or bust on that game. So yes, I, I am entirely with you. Just playing devil's advocate, um, because I completely agree with your point. But that that All Blacks team is settled. So having an extra game will kind of improve that cohesiveness one percent. Whereas mm. Lions are unsettled, relatively. That, that's the first game that, that 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 starting line has had together. So if you can keep all those players together, the increase of New Zealand will be one percent. The increase of the Lions could be ten percent or twenty percent. I've seen enough from the Lions to think that they've got a good chance of running them close. I think honestly, I think this is going to be one of the all-time great games. I, I've I've got massive, massive high hopes for it. And everyone that was hoping for a great game is now probably sighing, going, "Oh, Jay." <laughs> Don't yeah. curse us again. Well, I mean, I, I, predicted the, I predicted the first test almost perfectly. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Providing it's sort of on the team. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I told you how the... Four-point Lions win to a 15-point New Zealand I basically told you both how to win this game. Sadly, the do you know what? E- even drunk, handsome. even drunk in Barcelona, friend of the pod Bryn Williams on that periscope nailed it because he said, "Do you know what? I could see the Lions sneaking it if they get some early scores, but equally, I can imagine New Zealand getting ten or fifteen point win just by taking their chances." He pretty much said that yeah. whilst hammered. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so fair play, Bryn. That's exactly what they did as well. Um, go back to Hanson and Howley. Do you not think they've, they've, they've Hanson and Howley, uh, Gatlin and Howley? Do you not think that they've done a good job? So. Howley? No, not Howley, no. I said it on Saturday's pod. The Lions' unstructured attack was excellent. Mm. As in the kick return, the broken field running was brilliant. 
But that's what happens when you have brilliant broken field runners like Williams, yeah. like Davis, like Watson, like like uh, Bailey. Their structured attack was found wanting. Yeah, and that's the bit that. Uh, it's same old, same old story, isn't it? The closer they get to the try line, the, uh, the harder it becomes, <laughs> and that's that's why you see the All Blacks doing all these silly like little crossfield kicks and stuff because they they know that. Yeah, you know, look, look at look look at Exeter Chiefs. They um, they know that. Every, every, everyone knows this. It's just bloody hard. Mm. So no, I, I actually don't think they've done too bad at all. Actually, I think they've I, come up with it with a lot more credit than I think. Gatland has, Gatland, d- has yeah. done everything. He, I think he's done virtually everything right. I, yeah. I have no complaints about Gatland. A Gregor Townsend backline would have done infinitely better, I believe, than this uh, Rob Howley backline. I don't think it would. I don't think they'd, they'd, they'd have enough time together. And Rob, Rob Howley stuff is easy. <laughs> well, there is no Rob Howley <laughs> yeah, stuff. Dead easy, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, other games. Other games this week. Did you boys watch any of the other games? Because there was a few good ones. I've seen most of the highlights, but I haven't studied them in detail. So there was the Wales Samoa. Yep. Uh, is it eighteen nineteen or seventeen nineteen win? Yeah, nineteen seventeen late try, seventy six minutes. Yeah, and I, uh, Wales were battling with a bunch of guys going down with uh, the shit, the with food poisoning, <laughs> food poisoning, food po- <laughs> uh, and I think the it's not a very remarkable game, other than it happened at all. So I think that both Scotland and Wales should get a massive pat on the back and huge credit for for just going there and doing it. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. Um, it, it would be nice to have uh, probably slightly higher resolution uh, highlights to watch. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. uh, grainy. That I watched that Fiji Scotland, the highlights of that this morning when I was a little bit hungover, and it's so grainy, and the camera... It's like watching the Blair Witch Project. I had to, <laughs> I had to turn Rug- it off after a few minutes. I was felt like I was going to be sick everywhere. Rugby on found footage. <laughs> nice. That was a great result for Fiji, though. It was. It was very good. Yeah, twenty-seven, twenty-two. Scotland, Scotland, especially changed. Scotland. Not. Uh, are we surprised? But are we surprised? <laughs> Scotland yeah. have a great win one week, yeah. and then have a really, like, relatively speaking, a poor performance the next week. That's that's. Something's changed, and something's yeah. changed. Overall, it's a, a good trajectory. They're coming away with a win in Australia, but oh, really up. disappointing to have uh, just not Scotland finished it France. Uh, um, maybe. <laughs> I can't work France out at the moment. Um, no, Scotland are the old France. Yeah. France are the new France. France are the new France, yeah. There, there is no one like France. Yes, I'll go with that. France, well, Guy Noves has got the dreaded vote of confidence after 3-0 thrashing by South Africa I think that's probably the most noteworthy thing in the international circuit is six wins no defeats for South Africa yeah we were just talking about this before you uh, came down here and it might just be an argument of why you keep your coach I mean I thought I thought um, yeah that this guy was gone yeah just think how good England would be if they kept Stu exactly (laughs) (laughs) and this seems to be turning around I mean yeah three wins against France France Famously travel really well, so that's <laughs> you know one of those things. Who was it? Ty, Ty Furlong was in. It was an interesting article. Was it a press conference? I can't remember which. But he was basically saying, "I owe Stuart Lancaster a, um, a massive debt of gratitude for being on this tour." I, I, really? I think he, what tour? What? he the Lions tour. He said he. Stuart he, Lancaster's on the Lions tour. No, no, no. no. For, oh, right. For Ty, Furlong. Ty Furlong says I'm on this Lions tour because of Stuart Lancaster. Because of the work he's done since he's been in a yeah. Lancaster. Because 
Furlong has only really yeah. kind of burst onto the international scene in the last couple of years. Yeah, and he, he said that Stuart Lancaster came into Leinster, identified Furlong as a potential world beater and lion, and just pulled him sort of pulled him aside, and said, "Right, we're going to work on this. You should be on that Lions tour. You've got it in you. Awesome. Come on." And he and he didn't think he had at that point. See, that's the kind of stuff that Lancaster yeah. is renowned for. He's brilliant at. Yeah, so that, that's excellent. Um, the, the South Africa, so South Africa, a lot of positives. Scored some very good tries. Um, some of the boys they've brought in, and probably their best players are all coming from that Lions team. So Malcolm Marks, brilliant. Whiteley didn't play this game because he was out injured, but very good. Jack O'Creel, who's come in at seven, magnificent, six, seven, mm. magnificent. And Elton Yantes, Yankees, has been brilliant all tour. He, he is a world-class yeah, there's He's always playing superb. There's always I, I like a question about him, isn't there? Like... Do do coaches know how to, like how to use him? And for the longest time, they've said in South Africa that they just can't get the best out of him in in the South African jersey. Well, uh, well Ackerman's done it at the Lions, and they are doing it um, they are, for South they're Africa. They're giving him the, the they're making him kind of the the boy. They're not making him. They're not trying to squeeze him into a system. They're trying to just let so, let yeah. him let him do what he does, and that's uh, it's really good. Yeah, and they've got Pollard and him. They've got two different really good tens. Yeah. that are very young. Yeah. Who was the other Yanchis that used that used to play? Wasn't there a really good fullback? I'm not sure. I'm sure there was a really talented like fullback at one point called called Yanchis. Anyway, enough of that. <laughs> um, so yeah, good South Africa, mm. positive, and they'll they'll take it in that form into uh, the Rugby Championship or Southern Hemisphere International Tournament um, against Australia, who are out of sorts. And when do they Argentina, stop playing? Who aren't great. Uh, they've got a few more weeks of Super Rugby, so they go back to Super Rugby, and mm. then they go into Rugby Championship. Right, August. September. Does anyone think that the stand take take the way take out the All Blacks right from the Rugby Championship? The standard of that, of that competition feels like it's plummeted recently. Yeah, I wouldn't I, go as far as to say plummeted, but yeah, it, it's, it's not. It, it's not where it was. It's just, yeah. Or do the All Blacks just distort the picture completely? Well, I don't know. It just feels so predictable. Yeah, it does. I, yeah. I, I don't, know, I don't know what odds you'll get on it, but All Blacks must be heavy, heavy favourites to yeah. win that tournament. I just can't, I, I can't see them losing a game. No, I can't. Either. Argentina haven't really come on since getting yeah. all their players down in South America, which has surprised me. Yeah, yeah. You, you talked about getting players together for an extended it's, period of time. It's not translating, is it? Yeah, um, it's, I can't quite work that one out. But they seem to do one thing for the Haguaras and another thing for Argentina. Is it the same coaching setup or is it different coaching setups? No different idea. coaching setup. See, that doesn't seem to make sense. No, it would make sense if they just did the whole thing just all the time. Just because it's the same bunch of players getting mm-hmm. them playing. Yeah, because they're not even. I don't think they even take the European players anymore, do they? They don't. They, they haven't on this tour. They didn't last year as well. That said, you know when you watch them against England? Yeah. I mean, they did look exciting and they were playing nice rugby. So I guess in terms of technical ability. But it wasn't against England, though, was it? It, yeah, it was. It's not England. If England that was missing, England, they'd have got battered. England missing, so they lost against an England second string side. Yeah, England missing 13, 13 or fifteen players to the Lions, and and that's in Argentina. Yeah, that's. Uh, it is disappointing. Mm. It is. They played some good stuff and they scored some cracking tries, as they did this weekend. That their winger scored a hat trick this weekend, and they they racked up forty five points against Georgia, but they conceded twenty nine. They did, mm. and th- this this whole thing, this this three games, will 
be seen as negative for them. Yeah, I'd so I would, I would say they are playing like Haguar as in, as in defence <laughs> optional. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one thing I do love about these international winners, and I say it all the time, is all the cool matchups that we're getting with with all with all the tier twos. Argentina Georgia is a cool fixture, isn't it? Yeah, and Argentina in their no, they were both in their change kits for the yeah, very why? dark navy. I, I don't know why. This needs to change. Very dark navy, which is wonderful and that I, it's the first time I've seen that all white Canterbury Georgia kit with the gold, tr- mm. gold right both gold of those trim. two have got some of the best kits in uh, in world rugby they really do yeah nice stash um, I'll tell you what I have got go on I've got a tour story oh, oh please do excellent. so Raging Bull have been helping us do these extra podcasts throughout the Lions tour and they've got wonderful wonderful touring clobber for the rugby gentleman's attire so you want you want nice blazers, nice shirts, nice polo shirts, chinos, uh, all the rest of it, all that paraphernalia, pocket squares and socks. Sounds exactly like what I want. Exactly. Then ragingbull.co.uk. I mean, Phil Vickery's the man behind it, uh, and he's he's a he's a proper ledge. So ragingbull.co.uk get fifteen percent off by using the code egg fifteen. We've been asking for your tour stories uh, to win some stash yourself. And thank you very much to James Sale, who's got in touch. Now, James plays for Belsize Park Rugby Club, which is London's most central club, and mm-hmm. one of 21 clubs that was at the inaugural meeting of the Rugby Football Union in 80, 70, 1871, and widely considered the most toured club in the world. Ooh. Was that, the, is that is that your beloved Hurricanes jersey it just fell down at that point? That is an omen, perhaps, wow. <laughs> for this week's game. Uh, he said, as you imagine... That me- this means we have many tour stories, but few that are suitable for broadcast. <laughs> One of James's favourite stories is the quote-unquote penile identification parade, held in nine. <laughs> held in the 19- penile identification <laughs> parade. <laughs> yep. Amazing. Held in 1993 in a Texas car park following the heinous crime of one of the team running up to the lead car of the convoy of Mustangs which was stopped at some remote lights for roadworks <laughs> and urinating on the driver and passengers through their open window. Oh, no. <laughs> Naturally enough, the chief suspect was brought before the tour court, but the defence counsel, modesty forbids me to mention his name, insisted that the driver could not be sure who's actually responsible for the inundation <laughs> since, by definition, his face was not visible through the window during the incident. The driver was adamant that he recognised the organ concerned so the court was reassembled in the car park with the driver and passengers in their original seats and a series of age and race matched penis peni- <laughs> penis were displayed through the open window. Needless to say, they were totally unable to identify the culprit and the case was dismissed. Having broken the first rule of tour, what goes on tour stays on tour. I expect to be summoned to the tour court next season to defend myself. I expect the podcast will be listened to as evidence, which might be nice for our next hosts in Mozambique and Swaziland. <laughs> Best regards and keep up the good work. Anonymous from Belsize Park. Oh, I'm going to have to take out his name. I'll have to edit his name out because it says anonymous. Anonymous. Yeah, I'll, we'll, I'll edit the name out. No worries. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at their touring history. They're, they've been all over the States. Brazil. Awesome. Wow. Uh, Canada, South Africa, Hong Kong, Latvia... Barcelona, Venice, China, Belsize Park. Might look them up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, get your story, email it to contacteggchasers at gmail.com. And 15% off Raging Bull is worth doing. Egg15 uh, is the code. Do, do you know? So Raging Bull, 
do menswear. I'm just on their website at the moment. Their menswear, very nice. Uh, they also do a women's range. So the men's menswear range is Raging Bull. Mm-hmm. The women's range? Uh, oh. Raging Sow? No, no, that's a pig. <laughs> Mad uh, cow. What, what's, what's a female Horns? heifer? It, really? Raging heifer? <laughs> no. So Raging Bull, the women's is Moody Cow. <laughs> <laughs> so you, if you've got a partner's birthday coming up, uh, a special occasion, why not have a look? Sorry, which international prop was, was nicknamed Mo- Moody Cow? <laughs> <laughs> Green Roundtree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Player nicknames that aren't suitable for for, for clothing ranges. Um, mad Mad Dog. That, well, that actually is Lewis Moody could do a Mad, mad dog, dog clothing. Yeah. Range. Mad Dog's absolutely fine. Um, uh, there, there, there will be some. This the chiropractor. Clothing. You'd get confused. That wouldn't work on Google search for Brian Lima, would it? No, it yeah. wouldn't. This... He'd get calls from people needing their backs sorted. Uh, yeah, in the, yeah. The, the most painful way to get your back sorted is to go go for a meeting with Brian Lima. Um, who are, who are, what? There's not many rugby players have nicknames. Full oh, stop. There's loads of nicknames. We're just not thinking of them. Yeah, King Louis, King Louis clothing. Yeah, that that could work. King of Wilmslow clothing. <laughs> <laughs> King of Wilmslow. What other players have nicknames? Lord Hammer of Hammer. Oh, um, Lord Hammer of Hammer. Uh, KP. Yeah. KP. Uh, the uh, the King. If you don't know that, listen to our our our, our episode with Jonathan Mills. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Fl- oh, what's his name? The prop from Sale, I think Flynn. Yeah, oh, James Flynn. Uh, J- and um, the and King James Flynn, KP. Danny Gipriani clothing. Yeah. For Danny Dan Mugford. Um, There's loads. Some people are tweeting actually saying that the this peak thing that we that we've been saying is catching on in other parts of rugby. It is. I've noticed this because Nick Mullins in the French. Open final <laughs> said, or in the French Open, I think peak in the final, he was commentating on it and referred to peak Nadal. Oh, that's peak Nadal! And then on the on five live, they played a clip of Jim Telfer from the '97 Lions tour, and then it was referred to afterwards as that's peak Telfer. <laughs> so this peak thing is catching. Some lead and some follow. Yeah. That's all I'll God say. God damn it! God damn them! Um, yeah, do you find it weird when you're watching um, tennis and it's Nick Mullins? Nick Mullins, yeah, I do. He's very good, obviously. 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 Uh, right, where should we go, go Go with this next? Are we done? We've got other things. To... Well, just the the look ahead to Tuesday's fixture. Yeah. When are the teams out? Are they they're, already out? They're out. They're Team, out. Team's out this morning. So, so what... sh- shall I go through the Lions? Yes, please. So, interesting. Jack Knoll starts at 15. Seymour and George North on the wings. Then mm-hmm. Joseph and Henshaw in the centres with Laidlaw and Dan Bigger as the halfbacks. Mm. Front row of Marler, Rory Best, who captains the side, and Dan Cole. Courtney Laws and Hendo both start uh, with Haskell, Tipperick, and CJ Stander as the back row. Then the bench, so you've got the, the trio of called up players Daisy, Dell, and Francis. With then Corey Hill as the second row replacement, and very interestingly, George, George Cruz, Cruz as the back row replacement. Oh, which might suggest. Well, Alan Wynne Jones did that role last Tuesday. He had a knock and, and did start. I would... he took he took a knock, and Marrow's going to start. 
I yeah. don't. I don't think it necessarily means that Cruz isn't going to start. No, not they might just be sharing out that duty. You know, yeah. Hey, you know, there's only there's only a limited amount of players. You do it one week. You you do it the next week. Read read nothing into this. Yeah. Um. But obviously, because you've lost yeah. Moriarty, you have lost a, a back row forward. But interesting that they didn't call up anyone to cover that position. Oh. In the call up. We've got Hill. This is the last game as back well. Back row. Corey Hill. Uh, and as for the Hurricanes, are we well, wanting to see a... the other the other three? So Gareth Davis, yeah. Finn Russell, and Jared Payne are the other three. Yeah, and this is the, and uh, these guys. I don't expect anyone to play themselves into a shirt in the way that Elliot Daly and Liam Williams did last week, but potentially. Um, never know, Dean. No, you never know. But Courtney Law, Courtney Laws is one. Laws to watch. and Hendo could. Be, yeah. Laws and Hendo are one that could play themselves onto the bench. And CJ Stander could as well. And Jack McGrath came on and creaked. Yeah. So Joe Marler, big game from him, maybe. I don't expect that to, that to yeah. be the case, but Joe Marler would be a good a good shout. But um, I, I think Joe Marler has ruled himself out because of his his petulant uh, no arms tackle that got himself a yellow card in last week's game. Mm. He's just. A I bit tell you what, though, if I mean uh, McGraw's that's the hard. Zangief in him, isn't it? Coming it out, it is. Yeah. I say McGraw's a hard worker too, but Joe Marler's a very very hard worker. He is a very he's a very talented player, Joe. I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, then. The oh, that back line for, for your beloved Canes. Hurricanes. Oh, my word. It's pretty much full strength outside of 10. 9 so, and 10. Yeah. Sorry, 9 and 10. Yeah. Uh, oh, you back, said outside yeah, of 10. Yeah, so, yeah. The, the back line, back line outside of outside of 10. So is Surveyor and Milner Scudder mm-hmm. as the wings. <laughs> the As you mentioned before, Jay, the top two try scorers in Super Rugby in Vince Arso and uh, Lau Mappi. Yep. And then Geordie Barrett as fullback. Tidy. Uh it's not too shabby. They've got a handy pack as well. Um missing a couple of players, but not too many from that pack. So it's gonna be an interesting game this. It, it will not be an easy fixture at all for the Lions. So yeah, if if they lose this, sadly my my, my prediction of them losing all of the um all of their provincial games hasn't quite come true, but ne- but but very nearly did because they only, will only have come away with a win against Crusaders. Is that right? They got two wins. They got two wins, Chiefs. Yeah, they beat the Chiefs. Oh, they did. Yeah, it's two and two so far. It two is. And two. Yeah. No, well, it's three. If you if you discount the Barbarians game, it's two and two. Yeah, you discount Barbarians and discount uh, Mario All Blacks. Yeah. Two and two against the Super Rugby. Teams. Against Super Rugby. Um, mm. what is? What is the backup fly half like for Hurricanes? So, uh, he's Ote, probably amazing, isn't he? Oteir Black. Um, I'm, I am a little bit surprised they've not moved uh, Geordie Barrett in there. Yeah. Um, not that he's played much there, but he played there in the under twenties World Cup. Played, he's, called, he's called Barrett. Played He'll do a yeah. job. Yeah, he's fairly handy. Bet this guy's even better. Bet he's amazing. Yeah. Hold on, how many brothers is there? There's four brothers, isn't there? I think there's four. There's three who are all blacks, and there's yeah. another one who's. I think he's a little oh, springbok. Poor fella. I know. Poor lad. <laughs> yeah, there is a, there is a story actually because their father played for the All Blacks, and in his retiring game in the nine, early nineties, I think it was, he got interviewed because it was his final ever game. So they said, "What are you going to go do now?" And he said, "I'm going to go and breed some All Blacks." <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to find that interview. And he, had, and he did. He has done. Probably do you know what like the fourth Barrett probably is not gonna say it rugby, but it's gonna become like the world's best like hedge fund trader. <laughs> he's um or he's gonna play NFL Q like QB yeah. or something. Barrett Senior then, his his like third date would have been 
Right, let's go to the running track. Let's go. Let's see what you got. <laughs> <laughs> let's see what you what you can deadlift. Yeah, we're going to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so weird that there's a fullback. Uh, well, there's two utility backs and a second, second row. row. Yeah, but Jordy Barrett, the youngest uh, fullback, is he is six five. Yeah, he's a big boy. Oh, blessed with genes. So, yeah. should we do a score prediction for for our friends at Leo Vegas? We should. Y- yeah, 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 definitely. Um, do you want some music, Tim? Yeah, go on then. Oh, go on then. Let's do it. We'll do it live. We need to get that as a little clip. So, leovegas.com is where you need to head for your rugby betting. They love their rugby, so do we. They love us, we love them, and you will as well. So, uh, our game of the week is... For the time being, we've got, we've got two big games. But uh, the yeah. first one, first pressing one, is the final game against the provincial teams. The final game for mo- for half of the touring party of the British and Irish Lions. And they'll be wanting to go out in, in style and, and give the, some momentum to the squad. But they're going to find it tough for the reasons we just talked about with the squad. I think the Hurricanes will edge it. How many points? I'm going to say the Hurricanes by six. Mm. Although, no, it's the last game. It's the last game for the Lions. No, the Lions are going to win by six. Lions by six. I think the Canes will win it. Uh, Canes by 12. I, I think the Lions... There is a, there's still a lot on the line for the Lions. And there are players playing for their place. Uh, second test and the, indeed the third test because we don't know what the injuries and how things are going to work out. So I think the Lions have got a huge amount of incentive. But that is a hell of a Kane side. It is a hell of a Kane side. I've got my wonderful Kane's jersey on at the moment, and I'm going to back them. Kane's by, Kane's by seven points. Uh, oh, wait, get off my bell. <laughs> um, if you want to touch JB's bell, make sure you touch his synthetic bell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, can, I, can I just put out one last question before we wrap this up? Liony question. Yeah. And actually, this is a good one for Twitter to get involved with. Lions obviously only tour three countries at the moment. Yeah. What do you think? There, do you think there should be a fourth a fourth tour because there's so many tier twos now coming through the ranks? And what do you think that tour should be or should look like? Uh, well, I, d- I don't need to answer question number two because question number one is no. But what I would do is make the warm-up element so you don't think playing should... another nation like Argentina or Georgia or Japan, I would make that part of the tour, but en route. So you to... don't yeah. you don't think that they should have they should go to any other countries and play tests? No, I don't think it. I, I'm with you, Tim. I think not now. I think in fifteen twenty years you no. could potentially have an Argentina team, but the but problem the... the problem is you 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 would have to then play other internationals as because there's no. The the Argentinian Super Rugby team is the Argentinian national team. That's true. So you'd play the, you play the Jaguars. I the guess the Jaguars would be like you know the midweek chief side, where they just get all the kids in. Yeah. But here's here's the clever part. You would start in Canada and work and work your way down. You could do that. And you'd have USA. You could you'd have not Canada. Yet. I'm gonna. I think you're 20 years off that being feasible. Yeah, and and even if it's available, even if that is a possibility, I don't like it because it means you, you would. It means you would only visit New Zealand every 16 years, which means 
yeah. you skip more than a generation of players. But do you not think and you... I think one of the things is that every player has the Lions coming to their country in their playing career. But yeah. do you know when we look at rugby and how it's expanding at the moment, I think like the new Tier 2 calendar for World Rugby is absolutely brilliant. I mean, you know, look at us when we went over to Georgia. I mean, we, we're really seeing progress. Do you not think, do you, do you not worry that you're closing off one of the rugby's great institutions to 99% of the world just to tour the well, same... The well, same it's been closed off to France, who have been a not 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 an emerging nation, they're an established nation, that is who, true. who have got to World Cup finals, they don't get a look in. All right, and so let's flip it around then. Is there any other combination of, of nations you would like to see form their own type of Lions tour? Well, so that's a slightly different way of looking at it, and... I think a mainland European team. You could do something like that, or just but the way that you now have the separate tournaments, like um, the Pacific tournament, the North, the Americas mm. tournament. So the Americas tournament goes off at the same time as the Six Nations. You've got the the separate tiers of the Six Nations, which obviously also happen at the same yep. time. Um, I think the way that it is being built is excellent all round. I do. So one of your previous arguments about not expanding the Six Nations was the tradition and the history of it. Yes. Yeah, and that's I right. Think, you're, I you're, think a, you're a bit of a dichotomy there, JB. A lot I like, think, no, no, because I've always been very, very clear on this. The traditional competitions stay because that's where you get your passion, your pride, and your 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 passion your, and your pride. <laughs> Release the dragons. Uh, that's when all that stuff happens. But the summer tours and the autumn internationals offer exactly this thing. So which is to spread the game as far and wide as you can. I agree, but I I think the Lions because it's so, the Lions are special. The legends yeah, go with it. The the history behind the Lions is incredible. So I think we we leave the Lions. And but I open agree. I agree. Up. It's it's about going and doing. It's about touring one country. It's mm. about immersing yourself in that one country, and that's what's been also, really that's what's been really great about this tour versus two thousand and five. Yeah. Is they've really uh, and also, but done also, that. Also, like the countries they tour are so westernized anyway. Like, yeah, you can go there. I mean, a tour of Georgia would be pretty brutal. <laughs> you know, send them somewhere else. Send them a tour but of Congo. What, what, what might be interesting, <laughs> potentially a, a summer thing which could happen maybe another time or maybe the same time as a Lions tour, but like a, you could have like, like a Ryder Cup for rugby, like Europe, Europe v. Americas. Yeah. You could have mm. South America and North America. You could maybe have to have players from every country represented. France, Italy, Georgia, Romania. I think some sort of South American tour might work. And then... Certainly a Pacific Islanders, Barbarians type. Do you know the one that played yeah. under Pat Lamb? That was, yeah. that, that was pretty cool, but that never got... But the, I think this should be part of a Lions tour. And I think this will happen, so they'll, be, they'll play Japan yeah. on their way to... Yeah. to How important south. is the location for the Lions? What I mean by that is, do they stay in the same hotel throughout the whole tour and then... Strike out. So no, they oh, they no, move on they every move. couple of days. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. God, they went. They were, like the the. They went straight from Auckland to Wellington. The yeah. logistics involved in getting just the pitches set up. Yeah. And knowing what to coach them, when you're moving con- continually, when you do your video stuff. Yeah, it's all got to be mobile, isn't it? Nobody realizes. I think most of the time they've been traveling, straight after a game because because players are so wired. Mm. From being an awake, from having played, yeah. they just think, sod it, let's get the travelling done. They're late night games, and yeah. it's tough to sleep after a late night game. You have so much caffeine, and you're so the adrenaline's going so much. So, much so many, they've, they've popped some hemo rage. <laughs> <laughs>
There's Welsh boys popping, there's Valley boys popping the Hemo Rage. But they did, so in 2005 they played Argentina, didn't they? Yeah. In, at Millennium, I think it was. And then in thir- 2013 they played the Barbarians in Hong Kong. But mm. So to play, for example, Japan in Japan... That'd be a great, or be a Pacific a Islander team in Singapore, like Scotland and Italy played in yeah. Singapore. Do something like that, or even play Argentina in Argentina. Yeah, go that way round. How much extra time does that take up? Uh, in terms of actual distance, it's probably not that much more. But it would. You've got a big old. The problem is you've got a big old stretch of ocean. There's you like, do. You don't. Have I'm sure civil aviation laws about how far you can fly. Well, anyway. Well, I think th- this is a good happy. <laughs> this is a good happy medium because there isn't enough teams. To and enough quality of teams to warrant uh, even the whole Americas, South and North, it wouldn't sustain yeah, it a wouldn't. whole Lions tour. Yeah, and it wouldn't be good enough quality, and then people yeah. wouldn't, and therefore people wouldn't be as interested in it. Uh, but, but this is the way you get the happy medium. So yeah. we could do away with. Imagine in twenty years' time yeah. playing the USA. I mean, in, in Chicago, how in, excited in New we, York? How Lions. excited would we be about that, that tour? You have one in Chicago. Yeah. You have a game, game, game in no. You go somewhere in Canada. Oh no, yeah, that one. But just think if if you keep it as traditional, and you just have the stopover game, you could do it east or west. So you could go via USA. Yeah. And you play the USA as your first warm up game, and then head to New Zealand. Or you could even have uh, the, you know, um, the midweek game is USA, and then the Saturday game is Argentina. Yes. For example, yeah. and then you go and do your. You yeah. have you have a provincial team or two, but actually, it's it's make, squeezing the most for the game out of the Lions tour. And do you know what? It and all anyone really cares about is the test matches. I, I think the touring and, and the, the sponsorship th- cash. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, uh, yeah, and the USA sponsorship uh, cash would be hefty. It might, do you know, the, anyway, the money's got to be there to make it work. But when New Zealand's sponsor is AIG, I mean. We've got AIG to thank for, for a lot. They were the ones that first dragged the All Blacks o- over to, to Chicago from, from when we went. So if the willingness is there, America actually isn't that far far, uh, far away for well for it to happen. Yeah. Because the, because the All Blacks are sponsored by an American insurance broker. Which yeah. Is perfect. Yeah, but that's that's uh, that's quite an ugly, cynical. That's no, not way of looking at it, really. Because the whole point is this is hun- this is over a hundred years old. These tours. Yeah, it's fine. So yeah, they could do that. <laughs> I I think maybe fifteen twenty years it could be a a, a possibility for one game, no no more. Mm. I right. I wouldn't be surprised if on the next tour a team gets a game Argentina or Japan. One yeah, of those two. Yeah, uh, I, I think that would make in, sense in South Africa. Mm. Yeah, right. Let's leave it there, boys. Okay, yeah. You know, play play France if you've gone South Africa. Fly to Paris. Play France. I wouldn't wish going to Paris on my worst enemy, <laughs> let, let alone sending the lines there. It's a really ugly spot. If we're in such a gorgeous city, it's a really ugly it's spot, awful. like ground, isn't it? Horrendous. Right, come on, let's go home. Okay. Go. All right, nice one. Uh, so we'll will we do a podcast after the... Probably wait till probably wait till the, the test team, team, yeah. team is announced. So we'll have a podcast when the test team is announced, and then we'll be there with you after the second test. We'll have the full complement on that podcast. Um... Uh, I'm up in Edinburgh this weekend, this coming weekend. So I'll be watching the game. I'm, I might do a JB and plan to dial in and not dial in. Sorry, <laughs> boys. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where I get to. Busy. 
You, you have to do a drunken periscope. If Look, that's yeah, like yeah, I've missed two podcasts since this first thing since this thing first started. You didn't even miss a podcast when you've been impaled by a tree. Exactly. And you you were half an hour post surgery and still dialed in. I'm, I reckon I might have a pr- as almost as good a record as that JB. I can't remember missing. Oh no, I've missed more than two. You missed more than two. Three or four. We've got pretty solid records, but I've only missed two. But that's the point. Some people are having a nice long summer holiday. We're here for you constantly. So hit subscribe, tell your mates, and let the boys play. Sound. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.